before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. And now, on with the show. You're about to listen to a special preview edition of The Narrative Game, featuring my dear friend, Dr. Ben Hunt. Ben and I have been trying to get together for this conversation for quite some time now, and I'm delighted to have finally had the chance for us to talk, and I have to say, what a conversation it was. Ben's work at Epsilon Theory has been absolutely foundational to my own understanding of much of what is happening around me in the economy, and perhaps more importantly in recent years, the political economy. But in recent weeks, Ben published a couple of notes about the metaverse, which encapsulate perfectly the work he and his partner Rusty Ginn have been doing with Epsilon Theory. And trust me when I tell you, the metaverse of Ben and Rusty is wholly different to the one being touted by Mark Zuckerberg. It's hard for me to concede that there may be people out there who don't follow Ben's work, but if that's the case, you can rectify it quite simply by visiting epsilontheory.com and following Ben at Epsilon Theory on Twitter. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The Endgame, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, The Narrative Game, and the brand new series This Week in Doom, featuring everybody's favourite green chicken, Doomberg, is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all podcasts, while members of the silver tier get both the podcast and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Hmm. So... If you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high-quality content like it, then please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, please enjoy the show. Ben, mate, it has been way, 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 <laughs> way too long since you and I have got together to do one of these, and, and even longer since we've seen each other in person. And I, I'm glad we've done this as a stepping stone to to the latter. Can't wait for the latter, but uh, this was long overdue, as you say, Grant. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. You too. You too. You too. I'm not so happy about the fact that I look 10 years old and you look 10 years younger <laughs> since the last time I saw, but I'm something I'm going to have to learn to live with, grow. That's all it is. Yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. Is. That, thank God it still does. So listen, mate... Um, the, I guess the impetus for this call was two fantastic pieces you've written lately. And, you know, I, I have to say, and I'm not blowing smoke, your writing, your content just gets better and better and better. The, the, the things you come up with and the way you explain some of these concepts just blows my mind every time. So, oh, thank I, I you, just, Grant. First that, of all, congratulations that, that, on that. Well, that means so much, especially coming from you. So, so, so it, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. It's, it's, just, it's just wonderful. But these, the two pieces you put out recently mm-hmm. about the metaverse TM. Yes. And and the metaverse. Just I I just felt we had to have this conversation because it's just you know, you you and I sat and we've talked about this in this podcast before. You and I sat in San Antonio at dinner five no seven six years ago. Six years ago now. Yep. And you talked to me about what you were planning to do with narrative and passing language and trying to understand what's happening. And then to me when I read those two pieces about the metaverse, that it just, to me, it felt like you you completed what you set out to do, and now it's a question of watching what that brings us. So, so I'd love for you to just explain the genesis of that conversation those years ago, what you tried to do, and then we'll get to that, <laughs> the pieces you wrote recently because they're just fantastic. Time flies, right, Grant? I mean, it, it was it? it was uh, it? yeah, it was 2016. It was election night. That's in right. Fact. Uh, that That's was right. A, a fairly consequential election night. But uh, so I've written two notes. Right, the first one called Part 
one <laughs> of, of narrative and metaverse is subtitled The Living Word. And the subtitle of part two uh, is Gain of Function. And both of those are going to be relevant here because what frankly clicked for me over the last couple of months, and I mean really clicked, right? Because they, you're, you're absolutely right that six years ago, we were having conversations about what narrative is and how important it is and how it we are hardwired, literally hardwired to respond to it. But that was just a phrase I was using. You know, right. oh yeah, humans are hardwired to respond to, 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 to narrative and to words. And I'm hard pressed to say what was the eureka moment. Actually, I think it was around COVID, not around our social response to it, but to the virus itself that, you know, something snapped inside of me or snapped together, not snapped apart, yeah. but snapped together. And that basic idea was, oh my God, you know what? I, I think that narratives, words, grammars, I think they are alive in the same way that a virus is alive. We all think of a virus as a, as, as a living thing. No human being has ever seen a virus. Right? No right. one ever has, right? right? And, the, and the numbers we talk about with viruses, they're incomprehensible to us. Billions and trillions, trillions, right? And, and that is what we talk about with the microverse, right? This invisible world to us that we all believe exists, physically exists, made up of atoms. Yeah, we've never seen it. And it can dominate our world, the macroverse. And it just clicked for me somehow that narratives and words, they're not just like a virus, but I started thinking that, no, they really are a virus. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. It, it, well, I think it's true. And, 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 and the reason I think it's true is, is that thoughts, language, the things we say to each other as a social animal, a biologically social animal, all of this has to exist in the real universe, right? There is no ghost in the machine, right? Some, some extra dimension or something like that. We're made of atoms, everything that we do and think, you know, there, there, there's got to be a physical instantiation somewhere of it. Where is it? Well, it's in our brains. Of course, it's in our brains. But then, you know, reading about something that's fascinating forever, which, which is neurobiology, right? And the, you know, where does language and where do our thoughts exist inside our brain? The answer, they exist within this, I'll call it a, an electrochemical ocean of neurons and the connectivity. You know, each of our human brains has, you know, 100 billion neurons, you know, and, and, and just an unimaginably large number. And then there are billions of people, right? So what you end up with is we're talking about quadrillions, just Again, you know, number that we as human beings in the macroverse have no conception of. You know, well, unless, unless thought, you're a, a Japanese central bank governor, then, then right, you, then yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, it, then you, you can at least <laughs> use that that word, right? You know, the, right. that word has meaning to you. But I'm convinced that there's no human being who really grocks a number larger than the number of other humans they've seen together at one place in time, right? A big stadium, right. a sports stadium, right? I know what 80,000 is or even 100,000. I know what that number is. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I know what it is. But a million, 10 million, 100 million, a billion, these are numbers. They're, they're just letters. They have, they have no real meaning to me and yeah. my world. And yet, 
that is <laughs> the world of both the microverse and what I'm going to call the metaverse, which is this world, and it's a physical world, it's a physical world of quadrillions, quintillions of human neurons, right? Organized in specific ways, thinking the same things across billions of human brains. So that was kind of step one, right, of the right. click moment. The other click moment has been this research that I've been doing, you know, not just for the last six years, but this is crazy to think, but, you know, you and I, Grant, we've been around for a while. I've been doing this for 30 years, yeah. trying to look at the science of narrative and words, of unstructured data as, yeah. as we think about it. And what I've learned over that professional career is that the stories, the narratives we respond to, they're like a script. They have a story arc. They have a life cycle. <laughs> and I mean that quite literally. Sure, they they sure. have a literal life cycle where these stories, and it's the same stories, they're born, they live, they grow, they multiply, they don't, and they die. And I like to use the example of the TV show Law and Order. 600 right. plus episodes have been filmed. There are only a dozen scripts. Yep. There are only a dozen scripts. Change the words around, change the details around, a dozen scripts can generate 600 episodes. Now, there's more than a dozen scripts that we play to ourselves over and over again in politics or markets, but it's a finite number. It's a finite number, Grant. Right. There's a certain number of these scripts that we play over and over and over again in human history with a specific lifespan. They, they talk about in Hollywood, right? That, they, that every movie you've ever seen come out of Hollywood has a specific structure. It's a three-act play. Setup, yep. confrontation, resolution. Everyone. Right? And again, it's because we are hardwired to respond to that. Hardwired in what we enjoy in Hollywood, but also hardwired to what we engage with and what we must engage with in politics and markets. So that's the metaverse, my friend. The metaverse is real, right? right? It's, not, it's not virtual reality. It's not your avatar on a, you know, on some Zoom call. That's part of the metaverse, sure. Of course it is. But it's the merest, most inconsequential part. And you know who understands that very well? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. He gets yeah. it. He gets it, right? Because what the metaverse is is the environment in which we think. And through concentrated, dedicated efforts to change the life forms of the metaverse, the narratives, the grammars, the words we use, it changes the way we think. Yeah. And that's the yeah. real power. You don't think yeah. Mark Zuckerberg gets The full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.